Sports Radio 1043 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. Beautiful day out here in uh, in Colorado. It's going to be not quite as warm as it has been. We've uh, we had a we had a heat warning here yesterday, but some clouds came up in a, up in Fort Collins and kept it uh, kept it milder than they thought it would be. It's supposed to be a little cooler today, and I don't think we're going to get the smoke issues, which really kind of help prompt that heat warning. You know, which we should um, we used to talk about outdoor comfort and survival a lot more on the show. We may schedule some segments coming up about that because uh, in Colorado the weather can change so severely when you're at altitude and we're so exposed to the sun's rays because of lack of atmosphere and then we can we can go from almost getting a heat stroke danger or sunburn danger to hypothermia within just a matter of hours here so you really need to understand the Colorado weather and be prepared especially you know we're not that far away from the hunting seasons we'll be uh talking more and more about them. In fact, we're going to talk some archery later on in the show today. We're also going to talk about maybe uh, some gifts for Dad, Father's Day, and maybe a few places you could take Dad fishing. You know, get outdoors with your dad. Uh, There was a survey by ASA Anglers about, uh, oh, it's a few years ago now, but they, they surveyed people over the age of 40, and ask them what their greatest memory growing up as a kid was. And 52% picked an outdoor activity as their most memorable time. And that included fishing, hunting, camping, and those type of things. The next highest memory was going to a sporting event. And that was like uh, 12% of the, ki- of the people that remembered that. Now, I know times have changed. And a lot of the people who are getting into their childhood child raising adult part of their life uh they know that uh they haven't grown up as much with the outdoors not the same uh not the same percentage of people the numbers of people have still grown but the percentage of people in the outdoors uh isn't as great although you wouldn't know that over the last couple of years would you because with covid we really saw an influx of people into the outdoors and uh, um, and I just got a message. Was that we're waiting for a call from Andy? Is that saying that Andy has phone issues? Studio. The studio has a phone issue. Okay, so the studio, Andy Cochran. We're waiting for a call from Andy Cochran about Blue Mesa Reservoir, and apparently we have some issues with the phones at the studio, which will make it very difficult to do this radio show if we don't get them resolved. We'll find out. So hopefully something gets resolved there. Andy was going to join us, and hopefully he still will, and talk about Blue Mesa Reservoir. Uh, Blue Mesa is, uh, we all know it started out the year at about 30% of the water. The marinas weren't going to open, and the one boat ramp was all they were going to have open. Well, they, they got... Uh, a 35 foot influx into Blue Mesa water, which is a lot of water. If you uh, think of the size of Blue Mesa, it's the largest lake in Colorado. So that brought the lake from about 30% capacity to 50% capacity. 
capacity out at Blue Mesa. And it it has got now three of the ramps are open and one of the marinas is open. So that's just terrific news. Talking to Andy briefly, I can kind of go over what we talked about earlier in the week and hopefully we'll still get him on here. The, uh, the big lake trout, the big, you know, the... Oh, we do have Andy. Andy, are you with us now? I got you, Terry. I finally got through. You're a busy guy this morning. Well, I think they had a phone issue at the studio. And, you know, before we even get started, Karen and I were talking last night. Uh, You and I both have wives who are accomplished anglers and really involved in what we do in the sport. And I know we got Father's Day coming, but we we should... uh, give a little tribute to uh, those ladies that help us do this and, and remind people how knowledgeable they are. Hey, that's really great that you brought that up. They say every every good man behind them is a great woman, and there's so much truth to that. And my wife is as accomplished an angler as I've ever been around, and I know Karen's really involved in the industry, and there's so many other great wives out there, you know, uh, Mandy Zelinsky, there's a ton of women out there that do so many good things for our sport and our companies for us that are involved in the sport. And it's a it's certainly a male dominated environment in the outdoor industry, but we we really do want to strive to kind of get it's a it's a sport for everybody and everybody can do it and be great at it. And so yeah, that's well, a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Well, a lot of people ask me why I retired from television and still do radio. And one of the reasons is I couldn't outfish Karen on on TV. On the radio, I can say I do. <laughs> My wife and I have done a lot of tournaments together over the years. And the same, every time we do a tournament, I just, I tell her, I'm like, look, I'm, and did I lose you, Andy? 90% of the time, that's true. Yeah. I'll tell you all, we got to get on to what's going on at Blue Mesa. But, you know, with Father's Day coming, fathers, yeah. don't hes- don't hesitate to take your daughters out fishing with you. They may become the real angler in the family. So I was just getting people up to speed. You told me that Blue Mesa's come up about 35 feet. Is that right? Yeah, we've got a lot of water. And the lake now is actually at the same level of water as where it peaked out last year. So we've got as much water as we ever did last year. So we've gained a ton of water. It looks great. And the fishing has been absolutely outstanding. Now, you told me the big lake trout are starting to go deep. uh, And there's still people jigging for those. But it takes a little bit of a boat control and a good angler to jig for those fish, probably down, what, 75 to 100 feet? Yeah, spot on with that. They are they live here. They're here year round, but they get to depths in the lake that get a little harder to access them for a lot of people. So, um, we really stress too that on these really big fish, when the water gets warm and they start pushing deep like this, if you're going to go out there and catch them, which you absolutely can, that you're really careful with those fish. Bring them up slowly to the boat. Let them burp air bubbles out. Watch them on your fish finder. Just really take care of these fish. When you get one landed, what we like to do is motor into the shallows and let that fish go in real shallow water, like 10, 15 feet, because those things always want to dive straight down to the bottom. So 
turn them loose really shallow. That gives them a chance to reacclimate their swim bladders. They hit the bottom and swim back out to deep water. But the fishing for those has been really good all spring, and it's still good. It's just that they're a little bit deeper now. And jigging really is the technique to use later in the summer like this. Um, but it does require quite a bit of patience and boat control and feel. A lot. It gets to be a pretty technical deal this time of year, but it certainly can be done. What about the other fishing? You mentioned to me that the, both the salmon and the rainbows are fairly shallow, and you've been really having a lot of success trolling. Yeah, that's kind of what we get into as far as guided trips out here in the summer is trolling and What's been really fun about that is we can put four or six rods out and troll. Basically, we troll salmon-type gear here in the summer, and it does a really good job of catching all the species in the lake. So it's like a dodger with a lure combo. And depending on where you're putting those in the water column right now, we're catching salmon, rainbows, brown trout lake trout all at the same time in the same places with the same lures so every time the rod goes off you don't know what it's going to be it's been really fun and do the rainbows and the salmon are they pretty good size right now are these five-year-old or four-year-old salmon and how big are the rainbows running sure so what what we see with that is the rainbows and the salmon in this lake are plankton eaters the rainbows will feed on bugs and other stuff but for the most part they're right up on the surface where that plankton bloom really started and so what we're seeing is the the bigger healthier rainbows are in there with the salmon eating plankton and so they're really similar size too our four-year-old salmon this year are averaging about 17 inches we've caught a couple up to 19 and the rainbow population actually is really similar size on average. We caught four or five rainbows last week that were 20 and 21 inches. And as fast as they grow eating that plankton, they're pushing three and a half, four pounds. So, well, you know, before I want to talk to you about a couple other things at the lake there, when those salmon, uh, you know, a lot of people go fishing for the kokanee salmon in the fall when they're starting to get ready to spawn and they'll, they'll take them and smoke them. But you catch them out in the middle of the lake this time of the year, and those are great table fare. Oh, my gosh, yeah. We take a lot of salmon connoisseurs that have caught all the species and get to eat them, and it's always been their favorite salmon species for food has always been the kokanee. It's a little bit milder, a little bit sweeter, and in the summers when they're in their prime and they taste the best. So you're right on about that. Now, if somebody's coming up and they're not going to be doing a trip, do they need a lot of special gear to do this, or can they can they troll with, with just minimal gear? Minimal gear right now is the time to be up here to use it. Um, as shallow as these rainbows and salmon are, and they will be for the next two to three weeks, a lot of the fish we're catching are just on long, flat lines out behind the boat. Um, if you need to gain a little bit more depth, you could use lead core line or like a snap weight or an inline trolling sinker. You don't have to get downriggers and dipsy divers and fancy equipment. You just need a basic silver dodger spoon of some kind to get some attraction going and a basic lure like a squid or a spinner in a real fluorescent bright color. 
some white shoe peg corn, which is always an important scent for salmon. Let it out behind the boat about 100 feet and try to troll best you can about a mile and a half an hour. Kind of off out in the main lake where this plankton's blooming. And you will catch some salmon and some rainbows right now. It's been really fun. That sounds, that just sounds really, really fantastic. And you said that'll last for about another two, three weeks. Are there any shore fishing opportunities available right now on Blue Mesa, especially with this water well, coming up? Is that, how's that change? <clears throat> the best opportunity for you on that is to be on the upper end of the lake where the Gunnison River's pushing in, keeping some cold water and a lot of nutrients flowing in. So that's keeping a lot of trout up shallow on the top end of the lake. Outside of that, um, they did stock rainbows at Elk Creek and Lake Fork marinas both a couple times now this summer. So there's a lot of stocked rainbows that have kind of made their way into the little uh, main coves and little pockets on the main lake that you can access from the bank pretty easily. Um, outside of rainbow trout, uh, just in the last two days, we started seeing yellow perch show up around the docks. And so that's a really good sign that the water temp has finally hit a point where it's triggered some, some movement from those perch to start moving shallow. So that's another thing that you can target from the bank starting now. And you can target those perch from a boat too. Are the perch there? Now, they were illegally introduced. They'll probably never be able to get them out of there. Uh, are, once you find them, are they pretty easy to catch? And is there a decent size to them? Yeah, they're highly aggressive big eating fish so they if you find one then you have found them they'll typically be in schools of anywhere from 50 to 100 there's not a ton of places right now that the perch feel real comfortable up shallow so once you do run into them there's going to be a lot of them and a piece of a night crawler on a small ice fishing type jig drops straight under the boat or on a slip bobber rig from the bank uh, 10 to 15 feet deep is kind of where they typically hang out. You'll see the real small ones up right shallow right on the bank, but the, the ones you want to catch and eat are going to be off just a little bit farther, like 10, 15 feet deep. And as far as size goes, last summer we saw a really good population of those 8 to 10-inch perch. Uh, it seems like the majority of them are starting to get some age to them, and they're the average has really gone up the last couple of years, so it's definitely worth trying. Well, you know, and they are so tasty. I I love to catch a mess of those. They're so prolific anyway. And you get like one little fish stick-sized fillet out of each side of them and a little bit of a batter of your favorite fishing batter. I have my own recipe that I really like. And a little bit of grease, and I tell you what, it may not be the healthiest meal in the world, but, boy, does it taste good. <laughs> Andy, before we let you go... If people want to book trips, how do they find you? Tell them about where you're, you know, what, you know, how they get a hold of you. Sure. You, best thing, you can visit our website at GSO Fishing. That's Gunnison Sports Outfitters is what that stands for. GSOfishing.com. Or you can find us on all the social media platforms with that same handle, GSO Fishing. <laughs> Or if you're coming through Gunnison at any time, um, you can stop in at Gene Taylor's and talk to me or some of our other guides in there and get the scoop on what's happening at the lake, and we'll get you all lined out. All right, my friend, good fishing. Have a good Father's Day weekend. Same to you, Terry. Go Avalanche. 
Yeah, go Avs. You're right on there. Thanks, Andy. Talk to you soon. Thank you. You bet. Andy Cochran, great, great contributor. Blue Mesa right now is the time, folks. And, you know, getting up in the mountains and over that way where it's a little cooler wouldn't hurt anything either. And when that lake's on, it's one of the best fisheries in the state. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we're going to take you to a state park with lots going on, including fishing, camping, and lots coming up. And they have one of the best beaches in the United States. All that and more coming up in Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan, brought to you in part by Jack's Outdoor Gear. I tell you what, if you're looking for that Father's Day gift, head into a Jack store. Whether he hunts, fishes, camps, bikes, plays golf, skis, whatever he does outdoors, and even grilling. Great selection of grilling stuff at Jack's. Let's go to the phones. And joining us from one of my favorite lakes, even though I haven't been there in quite a while, and that's Jackson Lake State Park, is Darby Shanks. Good morning, Darby. Good morning. Is it? I bet you it's beautiful out at Jackson Lake today. It is. There is a little breeze out here, but other than that, it's, it's beautiful. Why don't you tell people where the park is located and describe it a little bit? We are uh, located in the northeast corner, basically, of Colorado. So we are about an hour outside of Denver um, along Interstate 76. We sit about nine miles north of Interstate 76 from the Wiggins exit. And it's just a beautiful, you know, and people think that area, they think prairie, but there's a lot of trees at uh, Jackson State Park, isn't there? There are. There's quite a few, a lot of cottonwoods in some of the campgrounds. Um, and then on the south side around our beach area, there's quite a few cottonwoods because um, we only sit about two miles from the river of the South Platte River. So, and that's what kind of feeds us from a canal. So we are an irrigation lake. So our water can fluctuate during the summer where we could be totally done with boating. Um, right now we are currently relatively full. We're only about a foot down from being totally full, um, but that can change drastically. So we never know. So, um, but yeah, right now, awesome, awesome boating going on. The water temperature at least is probably going to be a little warmer um, with the nice weather that's going on right now. So um, everybody's out here for Father's Day weekend. So, oh yeah, you know what's one of the great. Jackson Lake is kind of a, it's a, well, it is a shallow lake, and we'll talk about the beach here in a minute because I've been on that beach, and you can walk out further than you can see. Um, but because it's shallow and it's fairly good-sized lake, it's good for boating, recreational boating, because the water is so warm, and for swimming because the water is so warm, you know, which a lot of lakes, you head the other way from Denver towards the mountains, and they claim you can swim and water ski and things but i tell you what it gets awfully cold well that's not the case at jackson lake where you get in fact your beach now when the lake is full the you don't have as much beach as when the water goes down but wasn't your beach picked as like a top 10 or something in parks across the country yeah i think that was about i don't know 20 years ago now but yeah we were in the top in one one place it was the top 10 and another one we were in the top 15 so yeah well, and I, I, I've been on that beach, and I tell you what, when if you're looking for a place, especially when it goes down just a little bit, that you can take kids out swimming, and they can just walk forever and be in the water, 
I mean, it's just phenomenal. You've got that great sand, and you can walk out there. And so what is the beach access right now? Is it is it is there much beach open, or do you need the water to go down a little? I would say it needs to go down just a little, but, I mean, we are down at least a foot, so it has exposed some. Um, but it'll gradually, you know, get bigger and bigger as the center progresses, especially if they start pulling for irrigation. But there's still decent size, and especially, you know, if you want the bigger beach, we always suggest going to the South Swim Beach area. So, But we allow swimming anywhere in our zone wakeless area except in the inlet area. The inlet canal is off limits, um, and that's just for fishing and then in front of the boat ramp just for the safety reasons. Yeah, and I want to talk about the fishing, too, because you can have some phenomenal fishing there. But uh, right now, just getting out for Father's Day, you know, I think we talk about the camping and the fishing. And when you talk about being just a little over an hour out of Denver, you're actually, you know, a great day use lake, too. Now, I imagine you're, you've got, you, well, we should tell people first, let's tell them about the camping. What do you have for campgrounds there? Well, we have a total of six campgrounds plus a one uh, group campground, and everything is reservable online. Um, so we have mainly electric and non-electric sites, um, and then that could be changing as of next year. But right now, um, which will all go electricity-wise, we do not have any full hookups at all. We do have a dump station available, and there's, of course, water available throughout the campgrounds that's drinkable. Um, we also have a marina store. That uh, we also took over um, over a year ago, and so that's open as well seven days a week. Yeah, and I know in the summer you're busy on weekends, but if you can sneak away during the week, there is usually availability, and that's where I was going to go with the day use, too. I mean, you don't usually get the capacity on day use, even on weekends, but even a weekday, I mean, if you want to go out and do a beach day, what a, you know, an hour drive, and you're going to have, it's going to be so much nicer than, the metro lakes, it gets so, so crowded that there's almost no room to move around sometimes. Now, you have some other unique things about uh, Jackson Lake, too, and that's your dark sky uh, location, and you do astronomy there. Tell us about that. Yeah, so, I mean, we do put on programs throughout the summer, and, yes, we are accredited by the International Dark Skies that uh, for an International Dark Sky state park so we were the first one in the state of Colorado as a state park Um, so the skies are really dark if we have you know if we don't have the full moon that makes the the gazing of the of the sky because you can really see the Milky Milky Way um, when it's really clear out here Um, of course the clouds always play a role so you never know exactly what the the skies will be like but we have made the modifications in our campgrounds that we have very low light and stuff like that. So it is very dark here. So it has been great. We um, do have like three scheduled astronomy uh, programs throughout the summer. One coming up here around July. I just remember the Friday, but it's first uh, Friday in July that we have a group coming out. Um, And if weather holds out and does well, they'll be here. Um, They will cancel, of course, if the weather is bad or if we have bad clouds. And um, it is free to anybody. You just have to pay for the entrance into the park, and you get to see through their um, telescopes and all that, which is pretty awesome, especially, you know, those telescopes are very expensive, and when they come out here and be volunteers, they are the... um, 
the guides for us, you know, especially when they're so knowledgeable of the skies. All right. Darcy, we are running out of time, but real quickly, uh, Jackson Lake also is a great fishery. You have walleye, wiper. Um, what other species do you have there? We also have channel catfish, uh, yellow perch, some trout, uh, freshwater drum. There's some um, largemouth and smallmouth bass. But, of course, most people will come out here for the walleye and wipers and the fog eye, of course. So, and, and then, of course, crappie. I forgot about the crappie. But no, uh, there are limits, so everybody just needs to be aware of those. Are the, has the fishing started to turn on, or are we a little bit away yet? Well, I think it's hit and miss. Some people have had success, others haven't. So, and then I've, I haven't heard too much on the walleye. I've, I've only heard uh, like some channel catfish and white. Did we lose you? Honey, we were running. Okay, we're running out of time, Darby, but thank you so much. It's a great recreational facility. I hope we get a lot of people out there. All right, you guys have a great weekend. All right, Darby Shanks from Jackson Lake. We'll take a time out, then we're going to take you to another state park that's right in our backyard and find out what's going on there. On Terry Wicks from Outdoors, presented by Jack's Outdoor Gear and 104.3 The Fan. to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, brought to you in part by Jack's Outdoor Gear on 104.3 The Fan. Let's go to the phones and joining us, one of our favorite people. It's too bad she's in a place that's just hundreds of miles out in the middle of nowhere with nothing to do. Michelle Siebert from Bar Lake. Good morning, Michelle. Well, good morning, Terry. How are you today? No, I'm doing great. And obviously, if for people that are new, Bar Lake is really accessible from the metro area, isn't it? It is. You know, we're 20 minutes east of downtown Denver, so we're a quick day trip that you can come out and do many activities. And it is a day-use a day use, uh, facility. There's no overnight camping there, but you have so much to offer. Describe what people will see when they come to the park. Yeah, so we have our reservoir that's 2,000 surface acres. On the northern half, you can boat and fish. Boating is 10 horsepower and under. The whole Southern Inn is a wildlife refuge where we've had nesting bald eagles since 1986. We're known for our birding. We kind of say that Bar Lake is the bed and breakfast for birds. We have a trail that goes all the way around the lake. It's 8.8 miles, so you can hike, bike, or horseback ride. And then we have an archery range. We have a wonderful nature center with lots of exhibits and programming. And then we do allow hunting. So we have waterfowl in the fall and dove hunting for the month of September. All right, so a lot there is lots to do there in fishing. We're going to talk about all of it. Uh, right now, how is your water level? You know, we're about at July level, so we're a little bit low, but um, it's still good access. Which with the lower water, we have better shoreline access for the shore fishermen, so it's not too bad. And what kind of fishing do can people experience at Bar Lake? So we have walleye, we have wiper, we have trout, we have uh, crappie, we have bass, um, we have carp, and tiger muskie. And how is the fishing going there? You know, it's been a little slow for walleye, um, but we have seen some wiper and a lot of trout. Okay. And both from shore and a boat? Both shore and a boat, yep. You know, it's a great lake to fish from like a kayak, too. Because you yeah, are, you know, you know, because yeah. of the low horsepower becomes wakeless, and you actually have like a paddle craft course set up, don't you? 
Um, yeah, we have what's called our water trail, and we're going to be setting it up this um, a Monday because next Saturday we have our health and fitness expo that's sponsored by the Brighton Chamber of Commerce. And um, we're going to be have a climbing wall. We'll have our water trail out. We have yoga classes. We have um, a mindful trail with um, Stillwater Day Spa out of Commerce City. Just a great day next Saturday, the 25th, from 10 to 2 to get out and be and enjoy some of our um, health and fitness expo um, people. I, I heard a rumor that you might have a mud pit there, too. You know, it is International Mud Day as well, so we are going to have a big mud pit. So if it's been on your checklist to um, come out and play in the mud, next Saturday's your day. <laughs> so the fitness thing sounds great, but the water trail will stay up throughout the summer then, right? Yes, it will. Yep, we're going to put it out on Monday, and then it'll stay out um, all the rest of the summer. And what you'll do is you'll use an, um, an app called Agents of Discovery, so you can use your phone, and then you'll go out and you'll go to each buoy, and it's kind of like Pokemon Go. It's a game on your phone, and you'll go to each buoy, and it'll tell you something about the park. Okay, and it's a lot of fun, and you can do that with virtually any paddle craft, right? Any paddle craft, yeah. Now, you also have great archery. We're going to be talking later in the show today about upcoming archery seasons. They're going to be on us faster than ever, and as much as I preach, People should practice year-round. There's a few that don't, and people need to be getting out. Well, you have two sets of archery. You have two archery ranges. Tell us about them. So we have a standing range that goes from 10 to 100 yards, and then we have our 3D range that has 3D targets, and there's 10 of them. And then um, there's we just put our standing elk out, so you can practice with the elk, and we're getting a, um, a bunch of new targets in about a month, so... Well, and, you know, shooting 3D, it, first of all, it gives you different angles. It gives you different views and positions to shoot from. But what I really think it does help the hunter with is the fact that when you're shooting a 3D range, you know, you shoot a, a, a round target in front of you and you hit within a certain point on the target. But when you shoot 3D, you actually see how that arrow would enter the animal and what what it might do if you're in a hunting situation. Sometimes what you think is a good shot from a certain position, because of the way the arrow will enter the animal, you really have to make a different shot. And I think I'm going to get, I'm sure Nate's going to start talking about that. In fact, I think Nate, was Nate coming out to fish? Was it this weekend out there? He was um, out yesterday with his dad. So you'll have to ask him what he caught. He didn't, I didn't see him before I left. Yeah, he's pretty tight-lipped, but we'll, we'll pry it out of him. Okay, that's a good idea. <laughs> All right. Anything else? You have Lake Appreciation Day coming up. Tell us about that. Yeah, so that's July 9th, and that's a big volunteer day. So you can um, volunteer for some projects in the morning from 8 to 11. We're going to serve you lunch. And then in the afternoon, we have fun activities like canoes and a climbing wall. So it's just a great day to be outside. So for all our programs, you can go to our Facebook or the CPW website and click on Bar Lake and it'll list all that and that's how you sign up for them. All right. Thank you so much. It's always great to have you on. It's a great facility with so much to do, so close to everybody's backyard. Thank you, Michelle. Have a great day. Thank you. That's Michelle Siebert. She was always so upbeat. I love to give her a hard time, but she promotes that facility and gives you so much activity out there. 
it, if you're love the outdoors, even if you just love to go for walks and look at the birds, or if you love to fish, uh, make it part of your uh, normal routine to stop by Bark Lake. It'll just Bar Lake. It'll enhance your uh, your outdoor experience. We'll take a time out and we come back. We'll have more outdoors on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Got you down and the world's crashing all around. You can always count on me. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 1043 The Fan. That song was from Wickstrom and Dobrith's current EP that's out on Apple Music, Spotify. Go give us a listen, see what you think. All right, let's talk, let's quit talking music and go to the phone, Zoe, and joining us from one of our longest running partners. One of our favorite partners, we're just so honored to be associated with them, Prestige Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Longmont. And joining us is Randy Deschler. Good morning, Randy. Hey, good morning, Terry. How are you? You know, I'm doing okay. It's going to be beautiful out. Um, we're in the heat. The, the heat of summer, I guess, is the right way to put it. A lot of people have gone to the outdoors over the last couple of years, more than ever, because of all the other things going on. And... Uh, they just want to get out. They want to enjoy their toys. They want to have some fun. And there's been a little bit of concern about gas prices, and people are balancing that with their budget. So I thought I'd get you on, and we could talk about some of the options. So people, when they're looking to buy a vehicle for their outdoor recreation, understand maybe some of what's available and some of the different options that are there and how it could affect their, their gas mileage. And you really have between, especially with uh, the Ram trucks and the Jeep lineup, there really is an assortment of options, isn't there? Yeah, there there really is. And, yeah, we understand that, uh, you know, gas prices are definitely a major concern for a lot of our clients, um, you know, with the current uh, prices that are out there. And, uh, you know, they shouldn't have to drive, a, you know, a small commuter car if that doesn't fit their daily, you know, lifestyle and they want to have a vehicle they, they can get out and, or go back on some trails with. So we have some, some great options of vehicles available that can, uh, you know, get good mileage, um, but also be able to uh, help the, help assist them in some of their daily things that they enjoy. Now let's start with the trucks. I have a Ram truck that I love, um, and that actually gets pretty good highway mileage. I need a truck, really, to pull my boat, and I could pull it with a larger SUV, but then I use the back of the truck for some of the stuff that maybe I wouldn't put in an SUV, I put some baits and things in there. So the truck is really my number one option for recreation. Uh, but they've done a lot with the Ram trucks to improve the mileage, haven't they? Yeah, Terry, we have some uh, you know some, some great options available. Um, you know, kind of referring to uh, a Ram fifteen hundred like like you currently drive. We have a. Uh, a eco diesel uh, engine that's currently available in those trucks, and I can actually get you up to uh, 32 miles uh, per gallon uh, on the highway, uh, but also can have a tow capacity of, of just under 13,000 pounds as well, too. So a great option to get you the mileage, but also not uh, compromise your capability when it comes uh, as far as towing goes. And then we do have a, a gas engine available as well, too, that will uh, actually have a electric motor that actually assists that gas engine for better uh, performance. 
uh, and better mileage as well, too. And then the engine will actually kick down from eight cylinders down to four when you're on the highway for improved mileage um, as well, too. And also both, you know, a 13,000 pound tow capacity as well, uh, too. So a nice gas and diesel option, both. Um, they can get, you know, a four door and a crew cab and four wheel drive and uh, really be able to have a lot of capability for, you know, hunting or fishing or whatever, you know, our clients looking to do with that truck. Yeah, and they're just, uh, I tell you what, I don't know, I've been driving Ram trucks now since I've been associated with you guys, and that's been decades, and I love them. I just, their their gas mileage has been good, the performance, I just love the trucks, and with all the amenities you can get in them now, they can be a family vehicle. But let's go to the Jeep lineup, that's where I really want to do some focus. Jeep has such a wide variety, they go from the little Renegade, all the way up to the new Grand Chair, Grand Wagoneer, is that right? Tell us a little bit about some of the the options in in those in the Jeep uh, lineup. Yeah, so you know, for customers that might be uh, a little bit more concerned about mileage and not you know need a, a lot of cargo carrying capability, we have a, a Jeep Renegade and a Jeep Compass that are both currently available. Uh, our Jeep Renegade is available with a, a 1.3 turbo engine. And those can actually get up to 32 miles per gallon uh, on the highway uh, with that 1.3 liter uh, turbo, but it's still four-wheel drive and still has some nice uh, off-roading capability um, with even something in a smaller SUV. So um, they are meant for some some light, you know, off-roading and, and trail usage. Uh, you can do bike racks, you can do racks on the top, so you can still do a lot of the outdoor activities that you might like, even though it is a little bit of a a smaller size, you know, SUV, and then all the way on up to our our new our first new full size SUV the Jeep has ever came out with, which is our Grand Wagoneer, uh, which is a, a full size up to eight passenger uh, seating, uh, also boasts about a twelve thousand pound uh, tow capacity um, as well too, and uh, a really nice luxurious amount of options. Um, as far as inside the vehicle goes as, as well too. So for customers that may have previously been in a, in a Grand Cherokee or Durango and felt that that size uh, may not have been big enough, we now have some other options available uh, in that Wagoneer line to get some additional space, but also get some additional towing um, as, as well too. So nice to have that option available, which uh, Jeep has never been able to offer up to this point. Yeah, and you know, and Karen and I, we've had, uh We've had some Grand Cherokees, which we loved, which are just a, they're just a, they're, they compete with the high-end luxury vehicles. And now Karen is driving a, uh, just a Cherokee, and she loves that for the small sportiness of it. And we go, we take it up into the trails, we take it off-road, we go, if we're just going fly fishing or just fishing from shore, and we don't need to tow anything, it has great storage capacity we take it on road trips and we get great gas mileage on the highway on our Cherokee it's phenomenal but before we run out of time there's one other vehicle you told me about that we have to talk about and that's the new hybrid Wrangler tell us about that yeah so um, first time ever for uh, our Jeep line that we actually have a, a hybrid option uh, available and so it's called the Jeep uh, 4xe Wrangler which is available in either a Sahara or, or a Rubicon package. And basically it's a, uh, you know, partially electric vehicle. So you're able to run off 
uh, electric, um, and then also gas as well, too. So it kind of gives you the, the capability of, hey, I don't want just a full electric vehicle. Um, I don't want to be, you know, stranded out on a trail or somewhere else where there isn't a plug-in um, without having that gas option. So it kind of gets you the best um, of both worlds so that the vehicle will have a up to a 3,500-pound uh, tow capacity, uh, has a 370-mile range, you know, combined between electric um, and the gas option both, but uh, you don't compromise any capability with the Rubicon. It still has, uh, you know, your locking axles and your sway bar disconnects and really has all the capability that uh, most of our Wrangler customers are accustomed to, uh, but you just have the electric option for if you're using it for a, a commuter during the week and you want that mileage, but you also want to be able to have something fun on the weekends, uh, that vehicle uh, will will take care of both of those um, you know tasks for the client. And I think it's really the only vehicle uh, currently available in any market that gets you the off-roading capability, but also gets you the, the gas mileage that a lot of our customers are, are looking for right now. And I think when you and I talked before, that gets up there pushing almost 50 miles to the gallon. Yeah, it has, it has a 49 uh, mile per gallon when you're on, uh, when you combine between the electric and the fuel. And uh, so the gas price is where they're at. Yeah, it, it, it's a nice option. And, um, you know, like I said, for when you're off-roading as well, too, that electric option is actually a very efficient way to, to off-road and be out there in nature. Um, and it's also a zero emissions, you know, obviously when it's in that electric mode. So, uh, yeah, I think it gives our clients some, some great options. And uh, again, for us, I think in the line that we sell, uh, our customers love to have the capabilities to, to do the things like you were talking about, Terry. Um, you know, so we, we should be able to assist any client, no matter what they're, what they're looking for with something along our product line. Randy, we are out of time, but would you give me, if people want to come by Prestige or check you out, give us some options on how they do that. Yeah. So, um, you can always, uh, shop uh, online at Prestige Chrysler Dodge, uh, com is the easiest way to, to search our inventory. Um, and then even the inventories are low. We have, you know, over 600 premium vehicles available and about 150 new vehicles available currently as well, too, um, which is nice. Um, or you can call directly to the store, uh, which is 303-651-3000 and talk to one of the sales associates to kind of give you some some guidance as far as what, what you're looking for um, in a new vehicle. And, yeah, we love to assist. We're locally owned for over 30 years. We're one of the few uh, locally independent uh, dealers um, and in the state. So for customers that want to, you know, shop and buy local, we, we'd love to talk to you and help uh, assist you with your uh, with your buying journey. Well, I, all I can say, Randy, is you guys have been terrific partners to me. You're class act. I'd never hesitate to send people there. And you guys do a great job and you have a great line of vehicles. Thanks so much for joining us today, Randy. Yep. Thanks, Terry. Great talking to you. Tell Karen hi and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. You bet. Thanks, Randy Dexler from from uh, Prestige. You know, if you're just driving by, just take I-25 to the 240 exit. That's Highway 119. Go west about three, four miles to get Third Avenue. Take a right there a couple blocks down on the left. Great people. We're going to take a really quick timeout. When we come back, Nate Zielinski is going to join us on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan.